Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson, a show that brings you regular interviews, tips and tools for building your business online. Well, hello and welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. This is a show all about how to grow your online business. And every week I get to talk to amazing people from the world of e-commerce and I get to ask them all kinds of questions about what they know. And more importantly, how's it going to help me run my own e-commerce business, right? The question we all have uh, in the back of our heads as we listen to the show. Now, Today, we have a very special guest in, and I, I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase omnichannel. If you've been around e-commerce for a while, you have heard this phrase. What does omnichannel mean, right? It's just one of these words that people throw out at dinner parties. Yes, I'm into my omnichannel systems. And you're just like, whatever. I don't know what that means, right? Uh, so, <laughs> and should, should you even care, right? Especially if you're just starting out in e-commerce, should you care about omnichannel stuff? Does that or does that sound like something, you know, that the big boy should do? Well, in today's show, we have Ritas Loris joining us. Now, Ritas is the CEO of Omnisend, and they specialize in this whole thing to do with omnichannel marketing. And he's going to help us get into this whole omnichannel idea, let me tell you. He's going to bust some myths wide open and, yes, explain why we should be using the tactics he's going to talk about in today's show, whether you are just starting out in e-commerce or whether you've been trading like me, you know, for, for donkey's years, right? Uh, so no pressure. Uh, but I think tonight's going to be a bit of a masterclass in e-commerce marketing. So do grab your notebooks if you can. You are definitely going to want to take notes. Uh, but if you can't, if you're driving, if you're in the car, whatever you're doing, uh, if you're watching the live stream, be assured that all of the notes from today's show will be available as a free download, as always, on our website. Just head on over to ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 53, because this is episode number 53 of the e-commerce podcast. So ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 53, and you can download those free and without cost to you. And all of the links to Retus and everything he's going to talk about tonight, we will also put in those show notes. So have uh, at it. Go over. Now, that was a big build-up, right? So without further ado, let's bring on tonight's guest. Let's bring on Ritas. Uh, and we've we've had to change our technology systems a little bit tonight. So I'm hoping it's all going to work. Uh, so if I press this button, uh, yes, we can see you, Ritas. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, Matt. Yeah, thanks for being really adaptable and changing our technology systems at the last minute. It no, works no, now. no. <laughs> thanks for persevering. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good we work in IT. We can make we can make these things work, right? Yeah, although sometimes when we have too many technologies, as yeah, we will be talking about omnichannel, so really sometimes not that easy to you know mingle different uh, technologies, uh, tools, uh, channels, whatever. But yeah, yeah. yeah, as you introduced today, we're going to cover a little bit of how different channels could help you run your e-commerce business. So definitely, yeah. really looking forward to have this conversation with you. Yeah, you and me both. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Now, Ritas, listen, the first thing that people are going to notice if they're, if they're tuning in is the way you say technology. You've got a bit of an accent, right? So whereabouts in the world are you right now? 
<laughs> yeah, a bit of accent. Yeah, that's true. I believe you're going to hear more words with an accent. <laughs> on. Yeah, so <laughs> not technology only. Yeah, so I'm Lithuanian and yeah, I'm currently based in, in, in Vilnius, Lithuania. Yeah, before the COVID era, you know, I was I was traveling a lot. I used to live mm-hmm. in London for a while and spending a lot of my time in, in the United States as the vast majority of our business is actually in the U.S., but mm-hmm. we have R&D, uh, R&D center here and um, I'm, I'm, I'm born here. So kind of just for the COVID, I stay stay here. And uh, yes, Paxton oh, well. is coming from uh, Central Europe, Lithuania. Okay, now... Uh, this may be my ignorance, Ritas, but in my head, Lithuania in winter is going to be a cold place to be. Is that is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. It's snowy. I mean, it's not that bad. It's not like super freezing. But yeah, that's definitely below zero Celsius and uh, yeah, snowy winter. So, but, you know, the more snow you get, the better you feel because at <laughs> least you have some... The some you know white space outside and yeah. then it's it's a bit brighter comparing to uh, British winter sometimes when it's yep. uh, all cloudy and rainy. So that's you know yeah, it's so not bad bad I would say. No, no, not at all. It's um, I, I was talking to somebody the other day about this, you know, in the, the, the winter that we've had in England. And, you know, I'm brought, we're in Liverpool, right? So uh, mm. such is the wonder of technology. You're beaming in from Lithuania. I'm sat in Liverpool and this is going out to a worldwide audience. And you're like, it's just incredible. But uh, all that said, we, um, we had a, a, a two weekends ago, we had our snow for the, for the year, it seems. We had a, what I would call a light dusting of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it, it came and two days later it had gone uh we had like half an hour for the kids to get out on the sledges you know that was about it so i'm i'm slightly envious of your snow i'm not gonna lie cool you know there are always upsides of everything yeah, so yeah. it's just your perception towards the situation you are currently having so that's very true very true now Rita's. Um, you say you've done a lot of traveling. You've got a lot of clients over in the States, in the UK. You've been living over here. What, what is your story? I mean, how did you get into uh, OmniSend? How did you get into this whole email marketing type thing that you're in now? So OmniSend as, as a tool is just a spinoff uh, from digital marketing agency. So back in the days, I used to run digital marketing agency as like, you know, developing uh, everything digital for the customers and basically selling human hours and creativity. Uh, and uh, and some of our customers were selling online uh, mm-hmm. and the product, which currently is OmniSend, was launched seven years ago. Uh, like the first version, which is was very basic at that time, but yeah, we've launched seven years ago, and we saw that okay, those who do sell online, they have a unique opportunity to better market to their customers. Yeah. Uh, the reason for that is because we have way more data uh, of their customers' behavior, and they from the very first first touch point, the very last touch point, all the way to conversion, they uh, they are. Digital. The entire journey is digital, yeah. and therefore you really can analyze your customers' behavior and build better segments, better automations based on their customers' behavior. Not on profile data, not on demographic data, which which is not always the case to 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 build the best solutions. So that's where we kind of fall, saw the opportunity and. Back in those days, there were no kind of like uh, focus in email space. That was only email at that time, and we launched email service provider specializing on e-commerce. And since then, we have never changed this. We 
from email went to omnichannel adding text messages, adding push notifications, mm -hmm. even Facebook Messenger, which we deprecated after some time because it didn't uh, prove itself as an effective yeah. channel for e-commerce merchants yeah but uh, but yeah what never changed our belief in e-commerce and uh, the, the focus as we provide uh, the service and we empower e-commerce merchants to to really uh, work better better communicate with their customers so, yeah, how, so what's what's the, how long has it taken for you to sort of get from where you were to where you are now how long have you been playing around with this yeah so seven years so okay. initial kind of yeah, seven years, initial couple of years was really, really, as I believe for any business, uh, yep. although it was a spin-off and we had already running business. So we had a team, we had developers, which really helped a lot to, to, to launch the first version. But uh, in order to, but really, as I believe for any business, and especially those who are just thinking or maybe just launching their online stores, it's about just, you know, understanding your customer. Mm -hmm. And that's what we learned ourselves uh, as well. Initial two years, we had quite a good traction, but the churn was massive and we didn't really understood at that time, like fully, uh, what actually are the needs of our customers, online mm -hmm. merchants. And only, I would say, after a couple of years of experimenting a lot, talking to your customers a lot and uh, reading their reviews and all those things, getting a feedback, accumulating it, and uh, we start understanding where we can create the value for our customers. And then, like I would say, two years of experimentation and then five years of really kind of proper running a business, which is, which is uh, I would say, a decent business already. Uh, tens of thousands of, of online stores are using this globally. Uh, as you have already mentioned, the yeah, vast majority of, of, of our customers are coming from the United States and Canada. Uh, UK is is a very important market for us as well. Australia, and then it's long tail. We at least have one customer from 130 countries globally. <laughs> so it's really, really worldwide. And anyone who does sell online and who does understand English and is comfortable using English interfaces, mm -hmm. we our tool is in English. So uh, so really can can utilize us. Uh, doesn't matter which platform we're using. Yeah. With like Shopify, with BigCommerce, with WooCommerce, we have really seamless integration. So just click um, click and to install and click click to connect so you've made it super easy then for people to use the system yeah exactly yeah, exactly yeah. it's very very easy to start using and our goal is really to bring to like a small and medium level uh, online merchants so I mean small and medium size online merchants like uh, super easy to start using and benefiting solution but uh, uh, robust enough uh, once you grow to really uh, utilize more and more of the tool so we have a lot of pre-built uh, pre-built best, best practices even like templates even with a copy and some default images which you can start using just straight away with a one dongle click uh, if you are willing, of course, you can segment, you can you can mm -hmm. run way more sophisticated campaigns, automations, and then combine different channels uh, as well. So that's okay. the idea. And we'll continue going this path, you know, just really empowering to what you said in the intro. Is only channel just for like big guys or is it for everyone? Yeah, so that's our mission is really to bring those uh, capabilities of like marketing uh, or from big guys to, to the mass to for the anyone. Yeah. The guys yeah, to any mainstream, yeah, I think. So that's, that's really the idea uh, okay. of OmniSend. So you called it OmniSend. Um, and for those who are listening that have heard this phrase omnichannel, um, but really don't know what it means, what, what does omnichannel mean? And what does it mean for an e-commerce business? 
So I would provide two different definitions here. One is uh, like, uh, which is original definition of omnichannel is yeah. really the one that ability for your customers, for shoppers to buy at any channel they are preferring anyway. I mean, in store, uh, on your online store, maybe on social media, maybe via text messaging, just, you know, chat, chat conversation, or maybe once uh, contacting your support on the phone where they can complete. So this is the omni-channel that, that your customer, your buyer could purchase the product they are willing to purchase anywhere. And at the same time, at the same time, they can return anywhere, like purchasing online, but uh, returning to your physical store if you have one. So this is omni-channel, like original uh, phrase of, of uh, commerce in general. And we strongly believe like fundamentally that if you're running a store now, that's definitely what you have to be looking at. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was kind of estimating that like 12 months ago, I was still estimating like seven to 12 months, that seven to 10 years, it will become a default how yeah. we imagine. There will be no e-commerce or online commerce. There will be just commerce, retail, I don't know which word will describe yeah. it, but yeah. it will be omnichannel. And uh, what happened, COVID, I believe, accelerated that a lot. Yeah. And we see among our customers that those who were kind of just traditional brick and mortar businesses, stores, uh, they really start going online. And those who had who had just, you know, online presence, they're looking for other solutions, how people can return things, how people can fit things if it's clothing and maybe not that comfortable to, to buy without fitting and all those things. So really creating experience rooms and showrooms and all those things. Yeah, so that's original definition. And uh, what is omnichannel marketing, which is kind of uh, you know a copy from the original definition. So if there is an opportunity for our customers to uh, purchase, to return, to experience our products any at any channels, we prefer doing that. Mm-hmm. So marketing should be following this trend. And we as a marketers, as a merchants, we have to offer them the best channels they prefer, their most preferred channels for us to communicate with them. Okay. So our customers should be capable in choosing if it's email, if it's text messages, it's push notification, any other channels could be like added in the future, whatever pairs I've mentioned. We, we've tried out like WhatsApp, we've tried out Facebook Messenger, they, they, those channels didn't work, but I have no doubt there will be other channels in the future. Yeah. So basically the freedom for our customers to choose the most preferred channels for the brand to communicate with a customer. Okay. That's so. The, that's great. That, yeah, I think that's a, I think it's a really helpful de- definition that actually omnichannel marketing is about communicating to your customers in uh, in the channel which they prefer, whether that's email, SMS, um, push notifications. I'm intrigued why um, why you say that Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp didn't really work. I, I don't know if you've sort of got any insight into that. Yeah. So uh, mainly because because of the uh, Cambridge Analytica scandal, I would say probably that's that's your origin. <laughs> they screwed everybody up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They screwed. And after that, like really, uh, Facebook, which uh, WhatsApp is being owned by Facebook, is really became like super suspicious about everything and mm-hmm. and then super aware of everything. And uh, they kind of limited a lot, uh, but basically to run promotional campaigns and proactively. Uh, outreach to your customers, you have like 12 hours window, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So it's still okay for support, let's say, and for upsells or cross-sells 
once a customer initiates the conversation, but not the way around. But you as a brand have a message to, to deliver. You cannot do that, basically. It's so limited. Only uh, 12 hours right. after they opt-in, opt-in yeah. is valid. Yeah. So nothing in comparison to other channels, which is valid right. bef- until they practically uh, opt out on. Yeah, that's, that's such a good point. And I think it's probably just worth emphasizing that again with Facebook and with WhatsApp. Um, it's great for customer service if you've got a chat going on, isn't it? And, it, and you, you've got exactly. that instant chat. Mm-hmm. But that's where a customer contacts you. And what you're saying is you, according to Facebook, Facebook's rules, you have 12 hours, a 12 hour window to communicate back to that person. And so exactly. it's, if they contact you on a customer service basis, you can use it. But in terms of you marketing to them or communicating to them, the chances are great that they've not they've not contacted you in the last 12 hours. So then Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp are not necessarily great channels because they don't allow you to do those broadcast messages anymore. They used to at some point, didn't they, in the past? Yes, they they they, they've stopped that service now. Correct. Correct. Yeah, they used to do that. And it was kind of like uh we 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 seemed it like as a really effective potential effective channel like back in the days uh, before they kind of really restricted a lot and introduced this time time window 12 hours and all of those things yeah mm. so they, they used wow. to but as i said and I'm, I'm i was not kidding about cambridge analytica yeah, yeah, yeah. they were really became, became yeah, yeah. super <laughs> well everything you know and even just too much sometimes they were they were quite rightly under the microscope uh, as they say, they were quite rightly under the microscope. That's brilliant. Listen, if you are watching the live stream and you've just tuned in, we have special guests tonight, Ritas Loris, and we're talking about all things omnichannel marketing. We are just getting into that. Uh, and so uh, you're welcome if you're watching us on the live stream. If you're listening to the audio version, uh, do check out our Facebook page and our YouTube page. You can subscribe. Uh, and just come and join in the live stream and get to ask your questions of our guests too. So uh, why not? Um, now, oops, I'm just n- nearly knocking my computer off this. Uh, so omnichannel marketing then. So you talked about the five channels, uh, email, SMS, push notifications, WhatsApp and Facebook. So we've discounted for the purpose of this conversation, uh, WhatsApp and Facebook, which leaves us with um, email uh, text messages and uh, push notifications, right? So last week, I don't know if you caught the show last week, we had on um, Gabby. Now, Gabby uh, talked about email marketing, marketing and she was fabulous. She was absolutely fabulous. And so um, she was not a big fan of um, Clavio. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> she just put it out there. She wasn't a fan. Uh, and there were certainly SPs that she did like and certainly SPs that she didn't like. And it was just, it was most amusing to listen. So let's, in some respects, so you know, I, I wouldn't lie. It's, it's a great news for me, you know, more people <laughs> don't, don't like Clavio, more customers we have. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> As this is kind of uh, really, really our main competitor. But yeah, we admire all the competition, that's for sure. But uh, both of us, we have unique angles for whom we are the best tool. Uh, so yeah, but so no, but yeah, I mean that's 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 uh, I would I wouldn't lie, you know, it's it's a good news for me. <laughs> as as... <laughs> yeah, I saw the smile on your face, like yeah, you go, Gabby, you go, girl. Uh, now, <laughs> so let's 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 start with the first one. Let's talk about email marketing. Um, and this idea, I mean, we've mentioned it a few times in the past on the show, but I think it is so fundamental, right? Uh, because even today, I had a com a conversation with a client who is going to spend insane amounts of money on adverts to go and generate traffic, Facebook ads, Google ads. But still, 
even with all that expenditure planned, has a really, well, let's just call it impoverished email marketing plan uh, and system that they do. So email marketing is not dead, is it? So what what are some of the golden rules let's get into on email marketing that you see from the data that you see with all your customers using the, the OmniSend channel? What are some of the things that we should be thinking about? Yeah, so um, that's a very good point. I mean, because we throw a lot of money into customer acquisition, mm -hmm. uh, but retention marketing matters equally or even more. Mm -hmm. And especially what, what we saw, what we saw from our customer base during like the COVID times and the crisis times, that uh, customers are willing more and more to buy from the brands and stores they already know, they have already experienced. They're a bit more uh, conservative than like saying buy to their pounds or dollars mm -hmm. uh, or euros. And uh, that's why we're kind of taking less risk to purchase from the brands they don't know. So that's okay. why retention marketing really works. Mm -hmm. And that's what we saw from our customer base that, you know, we were like purchases we have in way more, way more often because we do have data not only about email marketing but about uh, how does our customer do in general yeah. so the first time purchases has decreased the number of those and the repeated purchases has increased the mm -hmm. level of it so and once we talk about retention marketing there is no other better channel than email so that's why email is not dead. And what we see among our customer base, so it's uh, like 15 to 30 percent, which is uh, which is a I would say healthy percentage of entire revenue which is being generated for email. And uh, I kind of have some numbers from a freshly baked, which is uh, could could be found on our website and our blog, uh, like. Uh, research of, of previous year of 2020 so we, we kind of really saw a huge a huge uptick in uh in conversion rates coming from promotional email campaigns it grew by effectiveness of email has grown grown by 111 percent so magic oh, wow. number yeah so like measuring from promotion promotion campaigns only in measuring uh measuring uh conversion so that's great so the effectiveness to what i said yes yeah? so because mm -hmm. this is a retention channel and you retain customers so it doubled the effectiveness has doubled in the previous year which is which is amazing at the same time at the same time what is like extremely important trend which we see in the market is really that promotional campaigns are good but automation is really generating more and more of your revenue yeah. which uh, in 2020 generated almost 30% of uh, entire revenue coming from the email channel with only 2% of email traffic. So that's amazing. And once we launched Omnison like five years ago, it was like 12%, I remember, et cetera. And now it grew to 30%. It, I believe it has a trend to grow. Mm. More automations you, you, you set up, uh, more revenue you generate. And the best thing with that is that while you sleep, your marketing automation tool earns you money. Mm -hmm. So that's a bit. Well, thing. let's, let's jump into that a little bit. You know, that's, yeah. So the, the last just statement that, you know, this 30% is not being taken from your promotional campaigns. Yeah. It's being added on top. So yeah. that's an advice for one who is still not utilizing like automations properly. Do it. Please do it. I mean, if you yeah. are a beginner, if you are advanced, but maybe even in large companies, we sometimes see they just run basic automation, like yeah. cart to cover let's say yeah it's very effective like super effective 34 percent of conversion rate which is like amazing uh, throughout 2020 but add other automations on top there are plenty of those depending on your business uh like vertical whatever you sell there are different automations which you can utilize and really increase the volume of, of revenue which emails generates you okay so um 
It's really fascinating you talk about this with retention and COVID and lockdown and the changes that have happened with the effectiveness of email going higher and higher because I, I, I'd never really thought that through, actually. I'm more likely to buy from people that I already know um, and I, you, you are conserving cash, so you tend to stick with what you know, especially if they're a small local business. You're, certainly in the UK, there's been this big push to buy local um, and not from, you know, uh, companies that shall remain nameless but have just lost their CEO. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, we, yeah. we all know who I mean. Now, I wonder what is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you talked then about marketing automations. You said, you know, setting up your automations. Let's just be clear. What do you, what, how, what is an automation? What do you mean when you say that in relation to email? Mm -hmm. So automation is really like uh, the trigger-based campaigns, which is when the content and the time of sending and the audience is being selected by the tool, by the machine, Omnisend or other tool. Yeah, so basically you set the rules and then once when someone, the customer, like triggers, so probably the, not probably, but the most popular and most effective automation is abundant cart reminder, mm -hmm. cart recovery, it's being called sometimes. So uh, what happens actually, we as a tool, a tool identifies that someone, that Matt is browsing, that Matt is adding specific product to a shopping basket, and then abundance for cart. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is the trigger. Boom. So you analyze the customer's behavior. You have yeah. a trigger. Then the content is being uh, actual for the Matt because the products we're putting into the email is exactly the ones which Matt was looking. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, let's say we recommend uh, look like, similar products or the next best purchase products or maybe based on the previous mass purchases that he might be interested in those products. So that's just the most popular example of automation. Mm -hmm. So both the timing is set by the triggers, which mm -hmm. are being based on customers' uh, behavior. The products, the content itself is being defined by the customer's behavior. Yeah. Uh, the customer, the audience is being defined by customer's behavior. So that's where we increase the, the, the level of uh, personality and the level of relevance, mm -hmm. like by far. And there are and many other cases, let's say, uh, reactivation campaigns, which could be automated. So we know that Matt has purchased uh, six months ago, and we have not seen him again. So that's where on autopilot automation, like reactivation campaign starts. Within the reactivation campaign, let's say we put uh, some discount, uh, like free shipping, free delivery, all those yeah. things have incentives, yeah? Or let's say post-purchase campaigns where we know that Matt has purchased uh, product X, uh, we send a review, how did you like it? Can you evaluate us? Matt gives us 10 and we say, thank you, Matt. Could you please have a public review? Uh, by the way, there is a 20% discount or 10% discount for a next purchase, which mm -hmm. is valid for three months. Then you set another automation campaign uh, that after uh, two months and two weeks, uh, the system checks if Matt has used this discount code or not. If not, another automated campaign is going out to Matt yeah. with a reminder, by the way, you still have you still have your discount code for next purchase and it's still valid for two weeks. And it could be the sequence of uh, reminders uh, sent via email, sent via text messages, as web push notification. You can combine those different channels as well. Mm -hmm. So that's an example of automation, or like a few examples of automations, which you just set up once, you think about the, 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 your customer behavior, and based mm -hmm. on that, you set up them, and they're being sent out on the time when they're needed to send out to that person. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's brilliant. And it's it's such a powerful email tool, isn't it? We call that, you know, the automations, the sequences that a, a piece of customer behavior, a, a customer behaves or acts in a certain way, triggers an automation. And you, you've set it up once and it's just going to do whatever you want it to do. Send this email. Three days later, send that email. Four days later, send this email. And if they've still not done anything, you know, send them a final email or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. some of the some of the automations that you talked about, so you talked about the abandoned cart uh, automation. You talked about the sort of reactivation of customer um, automation. What are some of the others that maybe we should think about? Mm-hmm. So I would suggest like uh, abundant cart, uh, the, the like uh, little brother of abundant cart is like browse abandonment. And then uh, if, if the customer is browsing on our online store and even doesn't add any product to the shopping cart, uh, we are able to identify some of those customers and send them just a reminder, you have been looking at those products. So maybe you are willing to purchase them. And by the way, there's a re- the products which we recommend, which is which are similar to mm. the ones which you were looking at. So this, we found this is very eff- effective as well. So, so that browse, browse abandonment. abandonment. Yeah, it's called okay. browse abandonment. Yeah. yeah. Then there are kind of more basic demographically based like uh, um, uh, birthday campaigns, mm-hmm. which could be automated. Yeah, and a lot of like purchase sequences, which... Uh, which I still find that uh, being underused and underutilized, okay. like press purchase. But uh, sometimes, and what's the great about press purchase campaigns, automated, whatever, automated, not automated, but automated, it's just way easier to run. Uh, it's that you can send even for those who didn't provide you a consent to send marketing messages. Mm-hmm. You just have to play like well with those. You cannot like advertise any other products directly. But what you can do, you can ask for opinion, you can ask for review, and it's it's still a direction of your brand. Mm. Yeah? So you can't advertise because you don't have a consent and it's against GDPR, mm. but you can send transactional emails, transactional SMSs, text messages with some encoded like incentive yeah. to purchase, like a discount. By the way, yeah. PostScript on this is just a discount for a next purchase. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. You do not, you do not... Uh, uh, like you, you obey all the privacy regulations, etc., and you have more interactions with your brand. Yeah. And if customer is you know, overall happy with a product which you send out and uh, what you sold to the customer, so definitely it's it's good to have those interactions with with your brand. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's very very good. Well, I hope you're getting something out of this so far with Retus. We've just scratched the service. We're just talking about email, but we are just going to take a quick two-second break to thank this week's show sponsor, Curious Digital, and we will be right back. Do not go anywhere. We'll be back in just a second. Let me give a big shout out to one of our show sponsors, Curious Digital. You know what? I love its flexibility. It's such a great platform. You know how when you start out, you might typically use an online platform because they're cheap, they're easy to use, super accessible, but you know what? They aren't that flexible. And as your business grows, you end up moving to an agency, right? Because that's just what you do. And at some point, you're going to have this nightmare to deal with, and it can be incredibly expensive. And the thing for me that I love about KD is it will grow with you. You can start out on the platform easily, and as your business grows, then KD will adapt with you. Now, I don't know of any other platform that does all of that. So if you're in the market for a new e-commerce platform, make sure you follow the links from mattedmondson.com. Take advantage 
advantage of the offers that they've got for you and uh, let me know what you think. Well, we are back with Rita's Lawrence. Rita's, uh, I'm looking forward to the second part of this conversation. So, so far, let me just give a quick recap. Uh, we have talked about uh, omnichannel marketing. We have defined omnichannel as communicating with your customers through their preferred channel of com- uh, communication. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, uh, you can get tongue-tied with this stuff quite easily. So we've talked about email. We've talked about how email's not dead. We've broken down some of the automations that we should look at. Um, I guess one of the questions I was thinking there was we were listening to the Curious Digital thing sort of go around. How do you, how does the system know that I'm on the website looking at such and such a product, right? Now, um, I think this is one of the big questions that quite a lot of people ask me. There, It's like, well, it's witchcraft. I was looking at this page here and then 20 seconds later, Facebook is showing me that exact same product. What is going on there? How does that work? Yeah, so <laughs> that's the tricky part. So basically, it's still a lot of that. It's um, it's based on cookies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that basically kind of when you are subscribing to something and you are giving permissions, either you accept cookies initially. So what's the the the, the system for remarketing knows mm-hmm. like either Facebook or Google uh, retargeting network, etc. All those uh, all all those networks. So we use the same similar technologies. Yeah? yeah. So once you subscribe, we do we do understand that this is Matt. This is a particular person who is like looking now at at the at the tool. So at, at the product and, and and browsing browsing your store. So once you subscribe on uh, whatever it could be like pop-ups or checkout pages we do identify who is exactly the person mm-hmm. the same once you read emails once you click on emails it's one thing it's really we register a click another thing which we identify who is the person emails text messages web push notifications etc so that's what allows tools like ours to identify who is actually the person and the fine person. And then for, for, for a certain time window, it depends on those 30 days, sometimes 90 days to really be capable to track its activities online in that particular store. You cannot, which for us as marketers, uh, like uh, the tool developers would be perfect to be capable to track you uh, through our different stores. That's actually the, the capability which Google does have, which Facebook does have. But uh, but yeah, you, you don't have this uh, once one's talking about emails mm-hmm. because it's really like uh, like more, more sensitive data. It's yeah. really personal data and personal identifiable data. So yeah. there are more restrictions here. Yeah. Okay. So it's not witchcraft. It's just basic common sense science isn't it that just kind of uses the good old-fashioned cookie notifications that you see on your computer they're basically following what you're doing so we've talked then about email let's talk about a topic that i don't hear talked about an awful lot um, and that's sms marketing uh, as a channel should we um, think about sms how should we you go about using sms for marketing Absolutely. So you not only should think, but you should be using, I would say. <laughs> that would be my statement. So that's that's really, really, and again, like from the research, which was already quoting uh, of, because of, uh, we have not only analyzed our email performance of our customers, but other channels as well. So SMS actually had 
almost the same increase in in effectiveness by 102 percent okay so which which is which is great and like overall conversion rate is like 2.6 percent which which is a really it's 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 those are really good numbers mm-hmm. and it's still uh, underutilized um, across the market in general so people don't receive that many text messages as they do receive emails mm-hmm. and they're just you know the inbox placement uh, it's immediate and it's almost impossible for the customer to to uh, avoid opening or seeing the content of it mm-hmm. so uh, that might be kind of some other people might treat it as being a bit too intrusive but what's good and why I believe uh, SMS kind of I call it like renaissance of SMS it used to be effective channel yeah. in the past but it was used in very spammy and intrusive way yeah, yeah, yeah. when you just spend, send bulk campaigns without having any permissions to do that etc and there and the customer can't can't unsubscribe that's the main thing mm-hmm. so now uh, it really depends on location so with within europe or rest of the world what do we do we just include a short link and subscribe so from the sms as all of us are using smartphones nowadays yeah so it's so easy on the text mm-hmm. message just click link and it's as easy to unsubscribe as from an email uh, in, in various locations like United States and Canada, we, you just can reply with a word stop and it's an obligation to immediately stop the can yeah. remove from the subscriber list. Yeah, so that was kind of the, the, the major technological shift as we're talking about technology today a bit uh, in general. So that was a major technological shift which happened and which really allowed customers to subscribe, like be willing to subscribe to text messages as well. Yeah. So, and the effectiveness is, yeah, due to the immediate uh, thing and all those things is really high. Still, the, the subscriber lists are smaller comparing to email subscribers. And that's another which I heavily suggest all the marketers to, to make a shift a bit. Because still, usually, once we name subscriber, we have in mind email subscriber, the one which subscribed from our email communication, mm-hmm. which is not the case anymore. Subscriber could be subscribed to any channel or multiple channels. Yeah. So that the person who subscribed for your text messages communication is equally a subscriber as the one who subscribed with push notification or or email campaigns or the best what you can get as a marketer to actually have multiple permissions from the same customer uh, that you know they have subscribed for your email text messages communications web push communication so that's the best because then you can put different channels on the same campaigns mm-hmm. on the same automations and if a person is really ignoring at that time uh, let's say your email communication then you are following it by uh, by text message and that's maybe the channel which the person is just feeling more comfortable okay. to, to use now uh, and maybe next time it's going to be different, but yeah. that's fine. And to what we talked about, only channel is really about the customer and his ability to choose which is the best channel for the brand to communicate with them. Yeah. Okay. Now that's that. That 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 all sounds fantastic, and that makes me think, Ritas. I'm glad that there's technology that can cope with all of that, because if you had to do it manually, there's just no way, is there? It's just genuinely, there's just it's not going to happen. Let's be real. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. That's that's just impossible. Yeah, it is. So when, if I've got this SMS channel, 
um, when should, when's good to actually use SMS versus email? I get that um, with email, I can send my, you know, my weekly offer or my weekly newsletter. I can send my email sequences. But what should I be thinking about with SMS? Yeah, so I, I would recommend like start using SMS for uh, automations. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can run like campaigns as well as like blasts and bulk sending. Uh, so blasts and so, like bulk sending is okay. Then you have like limited time offers, mm -hmm. let's say. So you can play with them as well and incentivize people. This is a very limited time offer or limited uh, stock offer and first come, first served and all those things. Yeah, so then because the, the placement is immediate and the open is 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 way, way more immediate comparing to email. Because yeah? email, we control our inbox and maybe sometimes we read those promotional emails after a few days. With an SMS, you can, you can raise the urgency. So that's the occasion which you can be using it. Second is really what I would suggest is just as basic as welcome campaign. So when someone is subscribing to you, usually what happens with marketers only send welcome emails, but we rarely send the welcome text messages, mm -hmm. which is, again, could be very effective and then and, and show that, okay, we will be sending from this particular number. That's how our text messages will look like, et cetera. So again, it's another interaction with the brand. Yeah. Even though you are not trying to directly convert from text message from that particular welcome message, but you have another interaction, which, you know, it's very important because today's buyer's journey is so complicated and you need so many touch points. So you just add some extra touch points to that. Uh, other, other, I would really suggest using for all the ways like post purchase. Yeah. So announcements about, okay, we, we have all dispatched your parcel. Um, here you can find your tracking link. Yeah. And yeah. then there's a link with a tracking code and you can do it in two ways. First way is really just uh, tracking code and go to uh, whatever UPS, DHL or whatever yeah. provider you use. Oh, another thing you can use there are tools in the market which really build a beautiful landing page with a tracking information, but some promotional material there as well. So it's just transactional text message, but if you play it well, it's not intrusive, it's compliant with law, mm -hmm. with regulations, and you still send some promotional message in like having this workaround applied, etc. So, so those are kind of the, the most uh, effective occasions where I recommend yeah. to uh, to uh, to send text messages. Yeah, brilliant. Over brilliant. over email, and like subcategory of uh, text messages is MMS. So when you attach visuals to it, yeah. so it, it is media rich, not that much of a media, but still you can send image. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very, very effective once you have, especially if you're selling products which have visual, like mm -hmm. clothing, accessories, and web. I mean, if you're selling books, maybe not that important, but those visual ones, where the decision to buy is being made on uh, emotional manner, mm -hmm. uh, like and visual is very important. So adding like uh, new collections, new arrivals, uh, sales, and you just add the visuals to, to SMS. Yeah, in MMS format, and it's again, it's they they, they have great great uh, open rates, great click through rates, and then conversions are very very great as well for, for that category of of text messages. And is it is it expensive to use SMS for for marketing, or are the, are the prices? Because when SMS first came out, you were like, "This is ten p a go, right, or ten cents a go, whatever it is." Yeah. I, I'm assuming the costs have, have shot way down. 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I would I would phrase that way. So it's not ten cents, but your ROI is very good. Okay. So it's actually it doesn't matter what the cost for sending. It doesn't matter yeah. how it doesn't matter how much it earned you. So the ROI of SMS is like extremely high now. Mm. As I said, it's still like the traffic is not that high. So those who do use this channel, they, they really get a great return on investment. But yes, and definitely the other price, it went down to 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 one cent. It really depends on the uh, on the on the country, mm -hmm. like country by country it varies. So for United States, let's say we charge we charge uh, as low as nothing mm -hmm. uh, ourselves, like the town descent. If you are going to with our pro plan, so we if you pay one hundred bucks for pro plan, you get one hundred bucks for SMS credits. Mm -hmm. So. So basically, that's, oh, okay. that doesn't yeah. cost you anything with Omnisend. Uh, but yeah, other tools and competitors, so like as low as one cent per text message. That's really interesting. Okay. So, and you're right, it's the ROI that matters. And so the ROI um, from what you see on SMS marketing is high. So we as e-commerce business owners should definitely be using SMS, especially if um, we, you, know, you, you can automate it like you can with email and merge the two things together. Uh, and have them sort of join up. That makes a lot of sense to me. So the third one that you mentioned is push notifications. And uh, um, let's just, again, start off by defining what do you mean by push notification? Yeah, so in, 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 in the case I'm talking, so it's web push notifications. So then there is a, like a kind of pop-up, which pop-ups once you are browsing something and really asks for permission to send web push notifications. So there are other kind of push notifications, which are mobile apps push notifications. So it's, it's a different kind of, of beast. So we're not talking about that because those are mainly use, being used of uh, mobile apps to provide some information, so reactivate you and all those things. But it's web push notifications, but they could be equally used on your desktop browsers and as well as in your mobile browsers. So that that that's fine. Like both both works, mobile and desktop. That so yeah. So that's web push notification. This is the correct name of yeah. of, of that channel. Okay. So and you you do see this in browsers where you're on a site and something will pop up. Uh, yes. On, on the on the screen, and so you found this to be an effective sort of marketing channel you found this to be um a, a good way of of doing things again from an roi is the roi good on sort of push notifications extremely good because uh, push notifications more or less it's for free <laughs> <laughs> i suppose so, yeah oh, I'm, like, extremely cheap so if you are using tools like omnisend or others which have push notifications included so basically you pay for email mm -hmm. And you get pushed for free, and uh, and and uh, yeah, as you said, in our case, we give you SMS text messages for free as well, but other tools as well. Or if you use like standalone like point solution for push notifications only, so the prices are like very very low comparing to any other channel. Mm -hmm. So you know, ROI is sometimes difficult to calculate because <laughs> you know, it's tried dividing it by zero. It's, yeah, yeah, it's infinity, <laughs> right? It's infinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, so I'm thinking here, I'm thinking, well, I've got these three channels. I, I get what email is. I get what SMS is. And I'm, I'm thinking push notification is good. And I could do with a tool to do that. But of course, it leaves me with one fundamental big question, right? You know, and maybe we'll sort of, uh, we'll, we'll kind of close here with this question because um, I'm, I'm aware of time and we could, I think we could talk about this for hours. But um, 
I guess if I'm if I'm starting out, if I'm starting a business, I'm thinking I'm thinking to myself, this sounds great, Matt. This sounds great, Rita. But how do I get the subscribers? How do I get people to sign up to my email list, to sign up to SMS, to sign up to push notification? How does that all work, right? Have you got any tips on 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 how to build your your list or to start getting subscribers? Yeah, so that's a question which I actually kind of get quite often from our our customers. So once I you know speak like run some seminars, webinars, etc. So um, yes, and I kind of simplified it to one sentence answer just by asking. That's the key thing to okay. ask. Yep. For, for permission yeah so that's that's the key that's where everything starts and then uh, really like um, being creative when and how can you ask for permission to communicate yeah mm-hmm. so kind of like technologically so uh, pop-ups highly effective some people still even sometimes marketers say, oh say but they are intrusive i mean they're popping up yes you can make them intrusive or you can make in the good way that's, you know, you can automate that uh, the pop-up appears only when the customer, the visitor is visiting for, let's say, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, or maybe third page, which shows the level of engagement. Mm-hmm. And you can have one, one size fits all pop-up across your website, or you can have some individual uh, copy, individual visuals for that specific uh, page or okay. product. Let's say someone is browsing, you, you tell, you sell tires and, and uh, mobile, mobile phones and, and whatever fans yeah so if someone is visiting the fans category so show the images and so show the copy with fans not not with tires yeah. and uh, so that's that's a thing yeah on on checkout on checkout once person is checking out your customer so ask for permission to 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 send promotional materials via email or text messages the same with web push notifications yeah so make this pop-ups contextual not just someone is entering your website and then immediately pop up i have been visiting i have never visited before your website and you asked me the permission yeah, yeah, yeah. to get yeah. exchange your personal data yeah so of course i will not i would close it out but you know if you use it contextual people are willing to exchange yeah. and of course usually incentives work it does work but there is kind of a dummy way and there is a smart way. How can you do so? What I would suggest is really to use incentives, which are really uh, somehow relates with whatever you sell. So the bad, the bad example, I'm selling shoes and I'm, and I'm promising that, okay, win an iPad uh, for, for subscribing to our yeah, newsletter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely you're going to get a lot of trash subscribers, which will never convert because yeah, yeah. they're not in yeah. shoes. But if you provide, let's say, exchange uh, free shipping or discount for your product or one pair of shoes or like free uh, consultant service or if you do have an off. So you can be creative, but it has to be related with your service. So that's pretty fine to incentivize people to exchange their personal data for some of the value which can provide. It just has to be related to what actually you sell, uh, (laughs) if it's it's product or service or whatever. Yeah, no, it's very good. I like that. So how do you build your email list? You just ask for permission. It's as simple as that. You ask for permission uh, at the most appropriate time uh, for you guys. Now, Ritas, I'm, you know, I, we've not talked massively about your software. Now, I'm just going to assume, right, if someone's listening and they're like, I need a tool on how to do this, 
everything that you've talked about tonight, OmniSend is is a tool that can do that and can help people. And will it be, is it a good tool for the startup as well as the, you know, the multi-million pound business as well? Yeah, so from all the way from startup uh, to uh, to growing businesses, mm-hmm. we're not we're not targeting an enterprise level customers. So if uh, if although we do have some of them like Samsung, Lego, and uh, Unilever uh, are using OmniSend, but but yeah, my, our key market is really from the very beginning, uh, mom and dad store and uh, all the way to multi-billion but but not enterprise i would say so so that's that's where our smb what you could define smb so ourselves we define from zero to like 20 30 million in gmb so that's our sweet spot that's where we can create the most of a value okay. uh, because we as i already mentioned we simplify things it just very straightforward. it's just really really the learning curve uh, is very low and you can start benefiting just immediately after after you install we sync your data we have pre-built uh, sequences examples for you like based on the market yeah. market you know knowledge and deep understanding which we already have yeah yeah from all the data that you've got and i yes. um, and you've mentioned once and twice about your blog so you've got a whole bunch of educational materials on there if people want to find out more about specific examples like to do with how do I do the web notification thing that that's all on there and, and all that training and so on and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if, yeah, and if, if you're okay, we can share just, you know, the, uh, the link uh, on the notes to the, to the research, which I have shared some data about. So you can find a lot of useful information there as well. And yeah, the blog, we believe we really work a lot on content on helping our customers or potential future customers to succeed with their marketing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the very least people should do is go to your website and sign up for your emails, newsletter, just to see how you do it, right? These guys, these guys are the top of the tree. They should, they should, they should have a good idea on, on how to do this well and um, just sign up and see what happens. I'd be intrigued. Um, it was funny. I mentioned that to Gabby last week and she went, no, 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 don't sign up to my email. <laughs> it was really funny. Uh, so, um, know that but being honest when you said that when you said that actually there was a bit of doubt in my head <laughs> are we really good ourselves <laughs> it's, it's great isn't it? it's the first question but, but i have an explanation for that but you know because you are e-commerce businesses we are SaaS business software as a service businesses so that actually the way we you apply the same channels is different mm-hmm. yeah so we so you're we not don't comparing have, eggs with eggs yeah yeah yeah, exactly, exactly. So the best way actually to learn is really, again, so the best way to learn is, to, let's say, to visit our blog and you're going to find the case studies there of the companies which really apply email marketing and text, like SMS marketing and push notification marketing very well and then subscribe to their communication and that's where you can really learn things which are going to be directly applicable to your business to, to selling online. Yeah. So that's what I would suggest. Yeah, very good. That was that was very good manoeuvring. Well done. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> done that one before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. Listen, Ritas, how do um how do, if people are listening, watching the show, they want to get hold of you? How do they reach out? How do they connect with you? Yeah. So. Uh, LinkedIn is my most uh, preferred social network. So Ritas.Loris, find me on LinkedIn. Let's connect there. I also use Twitter. 
uh, not a big fan of uh, other social networks. And of course, anytime, read us at omnisend.com so you can reach out to me via email. Because mm-hmm. I believe in email a lot and I use email for both, not only promotional communication, mm-hmm. but for personal one as, as well. Yeah, yeah, email's not dead, right? And we'll put all of those links, uh, of course, in the show notes in terms of how you can connect with Ritas. We'll link to his uh, LinkedIn, we'll link to his Twitter. And we'll put all of that there if you need that. You can head on over to ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 53. Listen, Ritas, it has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Uh, it's, um, it's, I, I, always, I always enjoy talking about the tactics and the marketing and the, the strategies. And I'm just like, I have got a few ideas already. So I'm, you know, it's, I always talk to my marketing team on Friday mornings after recording these podcasts. And we're like, right, who was on the podcast last night? Let's... <laughs> How do we implement X, Y, and Z? And they're all like, oh, here we go. <laughs> That's great. That's very good. That's very good. Yeah, I really, yeah. Matt, with what you said, I'm a strong believer. And, you know, if you learn something new, I mean, listening to podcasts, going to webinar, seminar, when it's being like live, et cetera. And if you don't start applying just str- immediately, straight after, usually you just forget it. And you yeah, get yeah. back to your routine, uh, to the same wheel, and then you're turning back and you just never apply things. Yeah. So I really admire this approach. Is, you, know, you learn things, you start applying now. There is no better time than now. So Absolutely. Well, between your conversation and Gabby's conversation last week about email marketing, um, we, we've started to radically overhaul how we do email marketing now in our in our company. And I think it's good, actually. I mean, we turn over, you know, a, a fair few shillings, as they say, uh, here in the UK. And we've got a lot of customers. And I think I would say our email marketing has not changed in the last two years. And um, just getting that that energy and that that um, excitement to go, no, look, we can do this better, guys. Do you know I mean, let's just not rest on our laurels. Let's something that was set up two years ago. Let's look at it. Is it working? Is it not working? Let's figure out what's going on. Um, and so even for us who are a bigger e-commerce company, it's still good to revisit and to get into this stuff and to set it up right. Because for me, email is the primary marketing tool you've got to nail, right? If you're starting out, you've got, you've got to nail it. You, you've got to get it sorted out from day one as much as you can. And so um, using tools like Omnisend is, 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 is high on my list if you're starting out. You need an e-commerce platform. You need an email marketing platform. The rest of it you can figure out once you've got those things set up, right? Couldn't agree more, Matt. Couldn't agree more. I'm preaching to the choir. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And in your case, in your case, what you said, yeah, maybe for two years you have not even reviewed, etc. So I would advise you really augment with our channels if you have not done yet. Mm text messages where push notifications etc so that's that's really really great augmentation for email which is still a core mm-hmm. but uh, but uh, you can really increase the, your revenue which is yeah. uh, the main goal of any business always the key goal this is brilliant Rita. thank you so much for being with us uh really appreciate your time really appreciate you sharing your wisdom around these key areas thank you so much uh for being with us and hopefully we'll get to talk to you again very very soon thanks for inviting no problem it's a really great pleasure to talk to you and to your audience so talk to you next time bye indeed thanks Rita. bye now well that was ladies and gentlemen Rita's loris now wasn't he fantastic i mean absolutely fantastic super generous with his information there 
so I hope you've been taking notes. The three areas which you need to look at as an e-commerce business, your email marketing, your SMS marketing, and your web push notifications. Have a look at those three things. And if you if you start deep diving into this, I know you're also going to look at things like custom Facebook audiences, stuff that, you know, is just on a whole new level. And you can use this platform to do all these kind of really cool things. But start with those basics and build up. Uh, to what you need. I really, really enjoyed that. Like I say, lots to talk about with my marketing team tomorrow. Uh, so let us know what you're going to change as a result of listening to Rita's. I love what he said right there at the end. Did you capture that, Pearl? If you don't take action straight away, you may as well forget it. And so take action today on whatever you've learned from Rita's, okay, because uh, it's going to pack value. And maybe the first action is just connecting with him. Just reaching out to him on LinkedIn and saying, hey, thanks for, for what you shared on the show. Uh, thanks for what you said about X, Y, and Z. I really got loud out of this. Or even ask him a question. I'm sure he'll be super helpful uh, and be willing to help you. So if you did get some good stuff out of this, I would also appreciate it if you could rate the show on iTunes and even share it out so we can connect with more folks around the world uh, as we're all learning to grow our e-commerce businesses. As I said at the start, all of the notes, links, and transcripts, transcripts, that was a hard word to say, transcripts to today's show are online, and you can get them for free at ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 53, or just head on over to the website, ecommercepodcast.net, and just search for Retis, and the show notes will come up. So that's all from me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you've been on the live stream, make sure you come back next week uh, as we are going to carry on interviewing some more great guests on how to grow our own online businesses. Thanks for watching. I'm just looking for the button on my pad. Here it is. Thanks for watching. Uh, my name is Matt Edmondson and I will see you again very, very soon. You've been listening to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson. Join us next time for more interviews, tips and tools for building your business online.